As racialized women with disabilities, we have been called many things. From crip to fresh off the boat and the T word. Stay tuned to figure out what we're talking about. Welcome to the Pity Party. We are three Muslim Canadian women with disabilities from different parts of the world calling the Toronto area home and bringing to you a combined lived experience of over 150 years. We have a lot to say about a lot of things. This pity party is brought to you by Dean Support Services. I'm Rabia and I'm blind. I'm Rafia, and I'm in a wheelchair. I'm Omaya, and I'm in a wheelchair, too. So, lots has been happening lately, including uh, we just marked the National Day uh, of the Elimination of Hate and Islamophobia. I don't get the name right, okay, guys? So, correct me if I'm wrong here. But we, we marked a National Day. Because we mark the fifth anniversary now of the Quebec mosque shooting, a, a terrorist attack that took place on our Canadian soil where innocent men were killed, innocent families survived, victims, a terrorist experience that this country has never seen before. The beginning of a level of hatred that we never imagined. And today is also national, oh no, international hijab day. Hijab, this thing that I have wrapped around my head that I wear in many different colors that we all seem to wear because we have things in common here as Muslim women. Not all Muslim women necessarily wear it, but we will talk about this. So it's World Hijab Day and it's the beginning of Black History Month in Canada. So today we're going to explore the intersections that we live through of shadism and racism, of uh, uh, anti-Black racism that surrounds us in different ways, of ableism as women with disabilities, and Islamophobia. So let's talk about the T word. Rafia, what's the T word? Well, the T word is terrorist, and we've all heard this term. And it's—I remember—I was—I um, was working as a as a contract for um, an organization, and in my going away card, that's what they called me, and they said joke, joke, goodbye terrorist, in the card, and it says joke, joke, right? I—I so. I, I couldn't show that my to my parents because you know i felt really bad we came to this country for you know for you know for a good life and this is what we meet you know and there's there's many other stories of how the intersectionality of race and disability and don't think that because a person is in a wheelchair or have a disability that they don't you know have um, experience that racism uh, the place that i was working at they they were ruthless in their discrimination oh, I, I'll, I'll tell you the story i mean uh, w- one day i was um I, I went out for lunch and 
and I notice everybody is looking at me, and I'm like, why are they looking at me? Is it my hijab? Is it my wheelchair? Like, why? They were looking at me in a very different way. And when I, 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 I didn't know, and then anyway, long story short, I was going home with a wheel trans bus, and the wheel trans driver said to me, what is it that you have at the back of your wheelchair? I'm like, what? And the, he, 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 pulled, he ripped out a poster that they put at the back of my wheelchair. And it was, subhanAllah, it was a blown up picture of my face without my hijab. And the caption read, I love sex. And it was the most humiliating thing for me. And that shows how they took advantage of me. There's a longer story how they got the picture. They, you know, they took advantage of my disability. I couldn't run after them after they, they snatched my picture. They put it at the back of my wheelchair, you know, without me knowing, like pasting that up. And I went, I went around and I, you know, felt really, really humiliated. People were staring at me. So that, that, that is a, a real example of how the intersectionality of race, disability, and me being a woman you know, all come together in that in that level of discrimination, and, and the hijab, of course, and and, and the this hijab. is and and this is abuse and of power and privilege at so many levels, and it's such a deep, deep violation of of your dignity and humanity, actually. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. Omaya, do you have any? Yeah, at work. Yeah, when I early early years at work, right? I, same. I had a. Uh, like I was exposed to something similar. Uh, what happened is they run a bat in the department, and I didn't know. They used to run a lot of bats, right? I work in IT. Supposedly, they're intelligence, and they like to do, you know, tricky and clever things, right? They run. So they run a bat, and I didn't know what was going on. It was all behind my back. And the bet was about uh, two guys. They were betting that uh, they want to go to a strip club right and they were betting the whole department and they were betting if i would go or not one of them said he will convince me to go right and the other one said no and i didn't know i I, it all happening behind my back so they're talking like in corners and telling jokes and this and that i never took it personal i didn't know what was going on then eventually uh, one of them came to me and asked me if we were to have a party and we want to go out would you come and I said, what kind of party? And they said, like, you know, it's like a, um, they didn't say like a strip club, but they said like some kind of a bar. And I said, not really. I go home. I don't, you know, I, I usually don't go to things like that. So anyhow, and he said, but there is nothing wrong with it. And he tried to convince me and pushing me like to say, yes, I would go. Right. And I said, what's going on? I want to know why. Why is it like I don't I'm not interested in this. I don't want to go. Right. He said, no, no, there is something going on. And I want to tell you, I said, tell me, what is it? He said, there's a bet going on. And the bet at that time, this long time ago, like a sum of money plus a dinner at a fancy restaurant for the winner, if I go, right? And he said to me, just say yes. Look at this. Say yes, you would go when they ask you, so I win. He want me to say yes. I don't have to go, so he would win, right? I got so offended, like, you will not believe, like, they would use my name and use me, and these are all, like, so, so-called, like, educated, like, top-notch, you know, uh, people, I was so mad, and then I, I did my homework, and I figured out who did it, right, and uh, I saw him, and I went to him, he was alone, and I told him, look, 
don't think I'm stupid. You don't know anything about me. You don't know the first thing about me. You don't know my background. You don't know my family. You don't know my culture. You don't know anything about me. So I don't appreciate you using my name in any of your games or tricks. And if you do it, I will be reporting you. I told him, like, you know, we have the third party, like, uh, and that I know. I don't think I don't. I know my rights. I know my rights. But you know what? I could really let, this is sexual harassment, and this is like like uh, racism at multiple levels. You're doing that because of, uh, you know, I'm a Muslim, and I have hijab, and I'm a woman, and I have disabilities. So I, you think I have all the, these layers. So I, so I told him, look, I am not going to report you. Do you know why? Because you have two daughters. I knew I knew he had two little daughters, and your wife does not work. So if you lose your job, I'm worried about your family. But this is why I'm not reporting you. I said, but if you if you mention my name, if I hear my name mentioned, good, bad, indifferent, that's the end of it. I said to him, you should see he was so like blushed and red and scared, and t said to me, please let me make it up to you. I like to take you out for lunch. I said, just stay away from me. If you want to do anything for me, if you see me walking, change your way. Don't don't walk near me. Professional relationship we have between us. And after that, like I think I sent a very strong message to them. I'm sure he went and told them. And it, it was still like it, it happened. Like a lot of like racism, discrimination. It's all happening, right? But it's like behind the scenes. But this was one like that really I was really, really offended. I was really crying because remember, like we come from like a different culture, different value system, right? And and for us to be like, um, you, they use us as material for bets and for things that of this nature, right? It's just, it's sad, you know? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And, you know, both of your stories, interestingly enough, are related to, uh, you know, a form of harassment in the workplace. And, um, you know, these are o over, you know, in, in different contexts and at different points in time. Uh, for me, this was going to a local community center for a swimming program, Omeya, that you and I were yeah. running, yeah. right, with yeah. my girls, and this one little boy uh, from middle school, she was in middle school then, uh, coming up and, and calling her a terrorist. And my daughter was very upset and angered by this, and the other kids, you know, around him were laughing and you know, he was the clown, whatever. And I actually took steps. I called the school. I told them what had happened. Um, my daughter was able to identify the child. I said, this is a learning opportunity. We need to nip this in the bud. We can't let him get away with this, even if it's a joke. Yeah. He needs to be educated. This is This causes deep, deep harm and leaves people with scars. In fact, traumatizes people. Yeah. So the T word is often synonymous with Muslims. Oftentimes we portray males, but females feel the greatest impact. Muslim women that wear hijab, yeah. often seen as a symbol of oppression, no matter how hard we try to prove that it's a symbol of liberation for us, in fact. Right. Um, we're no longer just a symbol of oppression. We're even a symbol of terrorism in many ways uh, in terms of how Muslim women have been globally depicted in the media and in headlines and things like that. And, you know, when we're talking about intersectionality, like we're talking about race, right? We're talking about our skin colors. Like we are brown women. 
And we can say that as brown women, right? We can use the B word for ourselves and we can use the T word on ourselves because we're claiming that space, whether we like it or not. If other people are gonna label us with those terms, they don't have any right to, but we have the right to make jokes about what, how we are depicted and identified. If we choose to call ourselves, you know, disabled or crip or whatever, this, this is our right because it's our lived reality. So if my lived reality is being labeled with the T word, I am going to claim that T word and I am going to raise quote unquote, holy terror to yeah. correct, to correct your perceptions of who right. I am. Because we're contributing part of this society. Yeah. And so as Muslim women who wear hijab, who have disabilities, we face these multiple layers of disadvantage, this multiple layers of discrimination, and we're tired of the fight, you know? Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about racism, we have white friends, you know, Muslim women, white, white friends who have a lot of white privilege, but once they wear the hijab, that privilege is wiped out. Their whiteness is invisible because all people see is their hijab and, and they're labeled with the T word. Yeah. What, what I was going to add is like uh, on the disability, like a discrimination front. Like I remember when I was pregnant, I could not tell anybody that I was pregnant. Not family, not community, not friends, nobody. Nobody. Because how I felt so uncomfortable, how judged I felt, how, like, you know, the question was all around. Like, how are you going to raise the baby? How are you going to handle it? How are you sure you want to do this? You can feel it, like, you know, in the air, right? All the words. And you know what? Once they learned, yes. I mean, I sort of blocked it. Like, I didn't allow people chance to to voice it, but I can feel it. And up to now, to be honest with you, like my daughter is about to be married and have their own kids, and and I still feel like, why did you have to do that? Like it's the, the, like sort of like the elephant in the room, right? And are you sure you, like you are you are a, a woman? You have that need to be a mother, to be a wife, to be to have a family. Like who said? That you shouldn't have that. Like who, who, who you should be seeking permission from? Nobody. No doctor. No mom. No dad. Nobody. This is your right, absolute right, and you your should body, be. Your right. Yes. You should be empowered to make the decision. Even if you die, like even if I had died on the labor bed, and still good, I died achieving my dream of being a mom. I tell you, this is the truth. And oh, if I have no. to redo it. If I had to do it again, like, what's the worst case scenario? I'm going to die, die, right? You know? Okay, bring it on. It's fine. I'm happy. I want to live the dream, and I don't want anybody, honestly, to discourage me or to, and your discouragement and your racist, uh, racist remarks and your discrimination and all, all can, you can keep it. Like, I am not interested in listening to it. And I, this is like, when I say this, like I say it as a strong message, send it out that be proud of you are, you live once and go after your dream and don't let any of these things come your way. Turn the deaf ear. Turn the deaf ear. Absolutely. I actually had the same, same reaction too. And for me, it was um, um, for adoption. Like, are you going to adopt 
are you going to take trouble on? Are you going to, you know? And I don't, you know, and I, it was like unbelievable. The, the I negativity I received. Why would you take that trouble on? You know? know? So it was interesting. But that's a whole nother topic. We wanna, we that that is a whole nother topic. And we're nearing to the end of this conversation, which we're going to carry forward in, in different segments and explore different shades and colors and and components of, of this conversation that we've started. And, and on that note, Rafia and, and, and Omeya, I will pick up on that and say, I had four kids and people look at me saying, four? And I say, yeah, I had to have your share. So on that note, this is a wrap of the pity party. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.